What it do, baby boo? It's season two. <laughs> season two? It's episode two. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm already fucking up. We just started the episode. God. Well, welcome to When the Light Goes Out, everyone. It has been a nice week. Just, you know, looking at all the analytics. And wow, we're, do- we're doing so well. I'm so proud of us. Um... Although Michigan is getting cold. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's yeah. freezing these past couple days. Yeah, I know. And uh, girl, the traffic it takes to get to your house. Oh my God. No, I know. <laughs> I live right off the freeway, people. Like. No, it's okay, though. It's all worth it. I've been literally, like, so excited to get here throughout the week. And here we are. So I'm proud of us. Look at us. Woo-hoo, studio foam and all. We have studio foam now. Yeah. So hopefully we don't sound like we're in a goddamn bunker anymore. <laughs> we're trying to be professional, y'all. Seriously, we're we are. Learning. We are. This is this is going to be an interesting little ride. So yeah. Episode okay. one had some bumps in the road. It's so okay, though. Yeah. Episode two a little better. It's all right. We're, we're here. We're here. We're so. here. Uh, well, let's just, I don't know, what should we talk about today? Well, first of all, it's the beginning of spooky season. I'm excited, so. Period. We got our spooky mugs with our Our coffee, spooky mugs. And I got my spooky nails done. <gasps> oh my god, her nails look so cute. They're little ghosts. Yeah, you guys can't see them, but they're little ghosts. They're little ghosts. <laughs> um, and then I also... I'm excited, too, because when this episode airs, it'll be the day before October, I believe. Oh, I love that. Because Friday, I want to say Friday, yeah, Friday is the 30th, right? Um, let's see. Yep, yeah, Friday. 30th. It is. Oh, uh, shit. Happy what a October. great. Happy October, everyone. Time you guys are listening. I know. Happy October. I'm so excited. Uh, oh, I had also watched that Jeffrey Dahmer Lemonade series by Ryan Murphy, and it was. It's pretty haunting, I'm not gonna lie. There are a lot of things. I, I mean, I know the story, but there are a lot of things I didn't even know before that really just were like, whoa. Yeah, me too. I'm only on episode six because I live a very busy life, people. But Oh, she is busy. <laughs> I, she makes me look like I have no life, oh let me tell God. you. Um, but it is it's a pretty well done series. Yeah, I think so. I the only thing the only criticism, and this is not even towards the show, it's just I feel like people in general, I, I I feel like people will take this show and like most shows, they will kind of use it on social media for a, a lot of memes or kind of like as a joke. And I just hope people remember like this actually happened to people. A yeah, lot of people were a lot of, a lot of poor, yeah, innocent boys were lost their lives because of this crazy ass man. And I just want to remind everyone, like, come on, like this, you know, this is based on a true <laughs> story. This is real life. Yeah. But all together, yeah, all together though, it was really good. Oh, also too, I meant to also say that Hocus Pocus two comes out when this comes out. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So, yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, I was invited by my friend. She is doing like a little cute screening outside, so she's setting up like a a, protect, a protector, and we're gonna you know watch both Hocus Pocus one and two. And oh, I'm so excited! Yeah. Ah! Simon and I are so excited to watch it. I know. Like, you better wait for me. You better not watch it without me. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't. No, it's gonna be so good. I already know it. Well, I'm already banking on it. And then uh, oh. Also, I think this is so funny. I forgot to tell you this earlier, but uh, so I hit match with this guy on Tinder, okay. and 
<laughs> I was like, we're just talking, you know, casual talking. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I just started a new podcast. And he was like, oh, cool. And it wasn't like much longer. I think it was like maybe five minutes after he had messaged and was like, oh, is your is your podcast called When the Light Goes Out? And I'm like, yeah, how do you know that? And he's like, I literally, my friend is listening to it right now in the car. And I was like, oh, my Shut God, listening to me. <laughs> you listening to Shout me. I'm out to the random guy on Grindr. Shout out. It, it was Tinder. Oh, Did bad. I say Grindr? No, I said Oh, fuck. Grindr. I don't have Grindr anymore. Okay. Oh. We don't talk. Fuck. Mom's probably listening to this. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Janae. Oh, God. <laughs> it's okay. She'll get over it. She knows. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my god, shout out to the random guy on Tinder. Yeah, I would shout you out, but I don't know if his name wants to be oh, named yeah. out there, no, but I also... Not. That's really cool, though. Yeah, I forgot his name anyway, so it doesn't matter. Does but... his friend, like, know you? Like, how did he find I you? think so. I don't know who his friend is. He hasn't told me all that yet, but I'm like, oh, ask. shit. Yeah, I need to... contact, you need to ask. Yeah, I need to look into that. So, oh, that's so cool. I was like, our first, like, notice. Wow. Really, like, and that's, like, kind of a crazy notice. That's crazy, right? right? Like, that's not right? like just my friend being like, um, oh my god, I listened to your episode. No, that's like, that's like some random episode. dude. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, it's just one episode in. Here we are. Hey. <laughs> We're big. Wait for it, guys. Wait uh, <laughs> till so we blow up. Right? Yeah. Um, so I guess just before we get into this new case that I had, um, got ready for you all. I just wanted to, again, just thank you all, of course, for, you know, getting us, getting us here. Um, I think tuning in, of course. And also don't forget, like we had said before, uh, please, 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 wherever you're listening to us, because I literally went on every single, you know, podcast, uh, streaming service platform. And I had just, you know, put our SSS, RSS feed link on there. So we're now on everything you guys can imagine so go at it like wherever you can follow us you know uh down download the the episode tell your friends your family yes please thanks <laughs> thanks thank you love you thanks. love you <laughs> i don't know what that was all right <laughs> yeah i might have to take that out that was embarrassing <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, let's let's get into the second episode. All right. So, before I tell anyone what this episode is, which I think a lot of you will already know by the time this comes out, because it will be in the caption, some of you may not know what this case is about. So I'll just kind of you know set the scene like I did last time, because that kind of worked out well for us. So I still don't know what the story's about either. Yeah, I this won't tell her. Man doesn't tell me <laughs> until day of people. I literally, I just won't say anything, but it's okay. It's all right. He does all the hard work. I'm just here for the oh, commentary. Oh please, she is amazing at it too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not true. Okay. All right. So, without further ado, October 17th, 2009, Hufala, Oklahoma, a group of hunters on dirt bikes rode along a dirt road when they came across a white pickup truck that had looked to have been pushed off road. At first glance, these hunters took this as a sign that there were probably other hunters in the area that oddly just left their vehicle on the side of the road. But after a closer look, something seemed very off. As they could see clearly through the windows, they spot what is a very badly malnourished dog sitting in the back seat. Oh, I do know this one. Oh, shit. Oh, I almost got you. That's okay. Maybe next week. (laughs) 
When hunters realize the condition of the dog, they immediately call the Latimer County Sheriff's Department. Now, according to forensic tells, when the police arrived at the scene, they had figured that the truck was probably stolen and abandoned earlier that day. But they hadn't noticed that the dog had been left locked in the car for nearly eight days. I know. That's eight really sad. Days? And I'm wow. like, oh, my dog. Oh, I think about my dog and I'm like, oh my God, I can imagine. Aww. Well, luckily they came just in time to bust in the win- uh, truck's window to save the dogs, whose name was, by the way, Maisie. Maisie. It's kind of weird because my friend's dog's name is Maisie also. So I bet he's listening to this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but the question stands, who ch- whose truck did this belong to? Yeah, and whose dog is this? Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. And I personally didn't want to look up the picture of the dog because I can't do dogs. Like, it breaks my heart. So, yeah. yeah. All right, guys, this is the disturbing disappearance of the Jameson family. Oh, I forgot this one's name. I but know. I'm familiar with this one. It's, it's, a, really, one. it's a really chilling story. Yeah. So, let's dive in. Now, let's just rewind eight days earlier. On October 8th, 2009, Bobby Dell, at the time age 44, Sherilyn Leanne, age 40, and their daughter Madison Stormy Star, age 6, were last seen in the town of Eufoila, Oklahoma. What a cute name. It is a cute name. It was Madison Stormy Star. Stormy Star. That's a cute name. Aw, little Madison. All right. So they were last seen by the landowner that lived in the mountains of southeastern Oklahoma. This witness claims he saw the family and no one else in the area during the time of their disappearance. Haunting enough, when police turned on Bobby's cell phone... When they looked through the truck, they found a photo that was taken of his daughter, Madison, only one day before the family had disappeared. In the photo, Madison is standing in front of the trees and bushes, and she's kind of like looking off camera, and her arms are kind of crossed. Uh, I don't really know how to take it, but it's kind of it's kind of like she's speaking a mid sentence uh, in the photo. It's really hard to tell. I'll it's show you. Off guard. Yeah, I'll show you a picture. Hold on. Oh, yeah, she's, like, speaking mid-sentence, and her hair is very disheveled. Her clothes look kind of dirty, too, right? Yeah. And now, on my phone, it's a little grainy, but it is um, a little more clear. But, yeah, as you can see, it's, it's like, hard to tell. It's, like, I can't tell if she's... It almost looks like she's crying. Yeah, like she's in a bad mood. And now, it's claimed by the family that... the picture was taken by the parents but we don't know that so again this was taken one day before the whole family went missing all right all right so where was i the family was in the area looking to view a 40 acre plot of land they wanted to buy and were last reported going on a 15 minute walk around the area to check out where their new home would look like they were looking to purchase a plot of land in hopes to soon move into a storage container that they had already previously owned on their other property. They just wanted to start a new life in it. Uh, the location where the Jameson family had reportedly had been last seen was about a quarter, quarter mile from where their truck had been found. And a little week later, we see, you know, the family is missing. On the day the truck was found, after police had rescued Maisie, investigators looked through the truck where they found some interesting interesting items. In this truck they found a wallet belonging to Bobby Dell, Sherilyn's purse, jackets, extra clothes, Bobby's cell phone, 
a GPS and a note. But we'll discuss that now a little later. I kind of want to discover that in the conspiracies, so we'll get back to that, I promise. Now, investigators found no sign of the struggle while looking through the vehicle and collecting enough information. Um, They were able to reach out to Ko's family and friends who told them that the family had plans to move and wanted to just go out to explore this 40-acre plot of land. And in addition to this, they also claimed that the Jamesons were always known to leave the home and go off grid for weeks and would generally just reach out to and just generally, sorry, wouldn't reach out to anyone until they return home. Hmm. I know. It's like, really kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of understandable. I feel like many people go MIA for a, a minute and they just don't want know people to talk to them i understand that uh although i personally prefer my family members and friends yeah i feel like for you me, know like someone would know for me yeah i gotta be in contact with somebody like turn on your phone my friend but unfortunately that didn't come into play until october 2011 so mm. i know <laughs> so one discovery that did come about the findings of the jameson's truck was the gps itself it had coordinates still shown on it of where the family was going to go um, to reach their destination, and they were actually not that far from it. Investigators tracked down the coordinates to a wooden area where they did find footprints, and on October 17th, one day after these findings, over 300 people, including authorities and volunteers, have formed a search party via foot, helicopters, drones to search by air, and even horses, but sadly, the search uh, went cold. And no one really knew what else to do after that point. Wow, that many people looking. That many people. Nothing. And nothing was found. We'll figure out later on that over 300 people were looking. And oddly enough, you know, the evidence shows what it does. So, well, again, we'll get back into that, too. It gets really crooked in the later dates. So, okay. Authorities did end up going back to the truck to search again to see if there was anything they had missed. And they did. They found what was an unusual amount of money hidden under one of the uh, hidden under the driver's seat, and in it was a wad of money. It was thirty-two thousand dollars in cash. Wow! Just underneath the seat. And just underneath the seat. It was underneath the driver's seat. So it's a lot of money. That's that... a lot of money. Like, do, do we know why? Well, no, we don't that? actually know why. I, I kind of wonder, like. They were looking to buy a plot of land, right? They were looking to buy. So that is a good assumption. And we'll get into that also because I was also thinking about that when I was researching this and thinking, you know, there are so many reasons why there could be a lot of money in cash other than just the obvious. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll take that and keep it for later. Let's tuck it in. Let's keep it close to the chest. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come back to that later. I'm getting ahead of ourselves. Oh, no, it's okay. It's all right. (laughs) All right, so just a little background on the family. Bobby and Sherilyn were not employed at the time of their disappearance, so... $32,000? $32,000, yeah. Okay. And with this, they were unemployed because of disability. So they both had disabilities for... Disabilities. Yeah, but for two different reasons. Okay. So Bobby had been in a car accident earlier that year, and Sherilyn had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So it kind of explains why they weren't working, of course, but we'll also kind of think about with these conspiracies I really am angsty to get towards why, you know, 
some of these things might have been the way they were, if that makes sense. When investigators connected with the family members of the Jamesons, they had contacted Sherlyn's mother, Connie. Connie, who reported of having no knowledge of any settlements from the accident Bobby had been in that could explain that $32,000 found in cash. And no one really even knows to this day why that money was found. So, again, we unfortunately don't figure out why that money was there, but we can make our assumptions as to why. That's that's a lot of money to be carrying. That's a lot of money. I could I could say that I don't I don't even carry ten dollars in my wallet, but I don't know. Maybe that's that Gen Z state of mind. I was like. (laughs) Maybe that's that Gen Z state of mind. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people just don't carry cash anymore, but that's just me. I don't know. Authorities further acknowledge that the Jamesons did not appear to be in any sort of trouble that would lead them into wanting to start a new life either. So keep that in mind. Sherilyn also had another son. And in July of 2009, the same summer that that they went missing... Ex-husband of Sherilyn had just taken full custody of her son, Colton. Now, Colton at the time was 12 years old and stressed at the court hearing that he wanted to live with his father because his mother seemed, quote, very depressed, unquote, and that she didn't often seem very well and she often just seemed very depressed. This is according to Colton. So with this new information, investigators looked further into the case and went to check out the Jameson family's lakefront home. And the first piece of evidence they found was actually pretty chilling, if I do say so myself. When I was reading an article from Daily Mail on this case, they described that investigators found to be CCTV footage in front of the home. So I took it upon myself to find the footage via YouTube, and what investigators found was a very odd video of both Bobby and Sherilyn loading their truck the day of their disappearance. What was odd was that the video shows the two going back and forth to the truck at least like 20 times in a weird trance-like motion. The video is only, I want to say, 45 to 50 seconds long, and it's pretty grainy, but throughout the video, they aren't seen talking to each other or anything. They just literally pack up the car, and, and it's in like weird movements, as if like they're stiff robots or something throughout it. Yeah. And what really just also gives me goosebumps is that they repeatedly come to a halt and just stare off into the distance and resume loading the truck like nothing happens and i'm like whoa yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, like why mm, doesn't that give you chills yeah. oh my gosh like, what are they doing yeah another weird part about that video is that the jamesons are seen with a 22 caliber handgun and a briefcase that they put in the trunk but the weird thing about that is that authorities checked the truck and the area around it when they found it and nothing of such was found. No briefcase, no gun? Nope, never found it. Just went missing. They never found that. So the investigators were told by a family friend that they would live in the storage shed that I had previously mentioned until they found another home, even though according to some sources, they already had a really nice house. The family had often just gone MIA, but then I had also thought... Well, wouldn't the school also be worried about Madison? Like, what would, what were they thinking? Madison was six. Oh, yeah. She definitely should be in, like, what? She should be in school, yeah. So I was thinking, like, why aren't they, you know, worried about this or anything? But I had ended up finding out that they had actually pulled Madison out of school prior to their disappearance after making aware that they were planning to move. Uh. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So, back at the Jameson home, investigators had already found the strange footage, but also found eerie writings on the side of the storage unit on their property, which was later identified as Sherlin's handwriting. Now, some of the writings would say, quote, the neighbors have killed our cats, which is don't like it when they kill our cats, unquote. Ooh. <laughs> witches? Like witches. That. Like witches. Like flying witches. Yeah. Huh. It's not creepy. That is, and that's also very, like, random. It's very like, random. Wall. It was on, like, and, okay, guys, when I say, like, storage unit, it's like those crates, like those big huge crates yeah yeah you'll see them on like yeah 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 yeah. it's like that and it was just writing on them like just saying that and it that's just so random to write on the wall though like that's something you would more so like tell somebody right like rather than write down down. thank you now sherlyn's close friend nikki had said that she believed that their neighbors really did poison and kill three of their cats and i know and sherlyn just wanted to spook their neighbors but leaving uncomforting writings is a little much that's just me like they'd even see it anyway though i don't think they very i it was written very big yeah and i wish i had just trying to like prove a point i think so and that's what i want to believe because anything else i could like really weird really weird really weird maybe she's just trying to put like like a warning out or something. Yeah. Okay. But also know that this was a very religious family. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, there had been a number of sources that would say that the Jamesons had believed in witches and the paranormal. And that isn't weird enough. I mean, that isn't weird at all, because, I mean, we love yeah, witches and paranormal. <laughs> Though it hadn't just been a belief that they had, these beliefs really started to affect their everyday life. And again, I'll come back to the topic when we cover some of the conspiracies, because it does get very creepy. But let's move on, because nearly four years went by before there was a major break in the case. Four years? Four years went by, yeah. Wow, it's kind of crazy how a lot of cases just kind of go cold for so long. For so long, and then no one knows anything until something else happens. Yeah, so what year are we in now? So, on that... Sorry... So, on November 16th of 2013... The day after my birthday! Oh my god, it is. Wow, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Nearly four years after the family's disappearance, hunters were out scouting deer, hunting locations, when they came across the skeletal remains of three bodies. No! These human remains were identified to be that of two adult skeletons and the skeleton of a young child. Aww. Their remains have been found 2.7 miles away from where their truck was discovered. That's not, like not that far away. That's not far at all. No. Oh, okay, and okay, let's get back. How did they miss that? Yeah. Okay, that's why I was just going to tell you. Like, yeah. isn't that weird that they just, all these people never found that? 300? 300. Said? Plus, what else? People. So that was, the and that was, sky. they had, yeah, drones helicopters horses <laughs> they had everything and not people. one person found these bodies 2.7 miles away that's like down the block yes i jog that barely yeah. but i try to <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so oklahoma state medical examiner dr joshua lanter had reported that the cause of death was unknown and there was no clear evidence of trauma but being that there was still missing bones and remains, nothing could really be mo- ruled out. The medical examiner had ultimately ruled these findings dust under mysterious circumstances. So, fortunately, we don't know how they died. 
I really tried everywhere to find maybe even the slightest bit of knowledge on maybe what have happened, but I like really found where these conspiracies, so that's what we're gonna get into. That's what I was about to say though, like how that's kind of crazy because my brother used to be really into the show Bones. Did you oh my gosh, that? yes, I love that yeah, show. Yeah, and I remember there was um, one of the people, I believe she was called Bones, mm-hmm. and her nickname was Bones. She, like, knew, um, like, she could tell how the way people died and how old they were and stuff like that just from the Bones. I'm really surprised, and I know that's, like, a real thing, too. Yeah. I'm really surprised that they couldn't find anything. They can identify it via the, through the bones and things like that. Well, that's why I was also kind of thinking, too, that it was badly decomposed, and I get it, but even based on, like, how the f- bodies were found, there's no way to even yeah, know. Like nothing? No, they just don't know. No trauma? Nope, they don't know. No wounds? Nothing. No wounds, no trauma, all, for all we know. The whole family and all next All three other. of them, all face down, side by side from each other, and no one knows exactly how they were killed off. Huh. I know. I would like to say something about, like, maybe the weather or something, but that just doesn't well, sound right. That leads us into our conspiracies. Right. Let's look into it. So I found a lot of these conspiracies via BuzzFeed um, Unsolved. I love BuzzFeed Unsolved. It's so, so fun. Oh, my God. Yes, the Spooky Boys. Love them. Shout out to you guys if you ever probably won't watch this or listen to this. So. No. <laughs> Shane and Ryan. Shane and Ryan. <laughs> All right. So some of the theories. Now, the first theory I found was that, like he had just said, maybe the family got lost in the woods and may have died from hypothermia and exposure. Possibly. I mean, it was found that around this time of their disappearance, there had been heavy rains, and it's Oklahoma in the fall, so it's around 40 degrees. It's pretty cold at night. Not as cold as Michigan. Oh, God. Michigan? Let me tell you. Oof. <laughs> Oof. There was that one year that we had that polar vortex, and oh, I yeah. almost... Oh, I couldn't. Couldn't be me. All right, it is me. That's the sad part. <laughs> All right, well, there's that. There's that theory, um, which I don't. Maybe you don't know. That's a good theory, though. Yeah, I guess that like makes sense as to why there would be no trauma, but that just still sounds a little weird. Weird, that... considering all three of them were right next to each other. All of them were and... dead. None of them <sighs> moved. Like, how did they all freeze at the same time? And so this, in this thought, writes along with me throughout all these theories that the dog is there too, right? Yeah. Even if you guys were going on a walk, wouldn't you take the dog? Take the dog, yeah. Unless mm. I mean. You would leave the dog if you know you're going to come right back. I mean, true. That, Good point. I don't think you should. Let yeah. me um, preface that by saying I don't think you should leave the dog. I think you should always bring the dog with you. Um, but maybe they the were car. just thinking. But that's the weird part, though. Also realize that, you know, the doors were locked in the truck and no windows were rolled down. Like, they were just up. The the police had to come and knock those windows down. So, so. in that case, like, that makes sense because it almost seems like they knew they were going to come back. Yeah, fast. true. Because the whole point, right, was that they were going to go look at the land. Yeah. And they were going to come back. Yeah. Well, so True. I guess that makes sense of them, like, thinking they're going to come back and leaving the dog. And leaving the dog there. Yeah. Hmm. Well, no. Like they, weren't, they weren't planning on, like... Planning on leaving very long. Yeah. Or something. That's yeah. a good point. And the second theory is that a murder-suicide scenario... There was a 11-page paper that I had just talked about. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. There's a note that 11 was from him. Pages? 11 pages. Okay, what about? 
Uh, it was found in the abandoned truck that seemed to have been a hate letter from Sherilyn to Bobby, <laughs> in which she accused her husband of being a hermit. <laughs> Sorry. A hermit? A hermit, yeah. And as well as a second letter found in the family's home that had said a lot about mentioning death, which gives also me... Also written by the mom? The creeps, Yeah. Yeah. Though Sherilyn's mother, Connie, also attests to this, saying, quote, Like I've said from the very beginning, I think somebody killed them. There's just no way that Bobby and Sherilyn would ever leave anything, would let anything happen to Madison unless something had been done to them, unquote. Hmm. hmm. Uh, well, so the hate letter is there? Are we able to read that, or is that well? I did try. Released? It wasn't released. It's not at least from what I found. I really did try to find the letter too because I really wanted to read it. Um, but unfortunately, there was only so much I could actually get from it, and that was as much as I really saw. Okay. Uh, it seemed like there was a lot of tension going between the two parents. A lot between the times that you know. They had, you know, gone missing and before that, so we don't really know. Uh, but if it was a murder-suicide, who murdered who? Who murdered who is a good question, and that's... And there's no trauma found. You there's no trauma. If it was, a like, a gunshot wound, let's say, that would leave some type of hole in the skull. It would leave a hole in the skull. Yeah, it would leave some kind Unless of trace it behind. Grazed, but if it grazed, then you would have just, like, bled out. Yeah, right? But so, I don't even know. know. All three of them. But let's go on to the next. Still doesn't make, like, sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, and even before I go to the next, sorry, the next uh, theory, I just want to also say that Sherilyn's mother did live with the family for some time. So she kind of knew and had a pretty good idea of how the family operated. So that's just another point I wanted to make. Now, theory number three. The family had been murdered by Bobby Jameson, 67-year-old father of Bobby Dean Jameson. Um, just so I don't, confuse anyone i'm gonna say bobby jameson and then i'm gonna say bobby jr because bobby jr is the dad i don't want to confuse anybody but i'm just gonna say that for this one so So wait who's the dad so the dad is bobby jameson which is a 67 year old father and then bobby dean jameson is the um son the son, but the dad. The dad of the story, yes. Okay, okay, yes. okay. So Bobby Jr. Yes. Um, in 2011, earlier that year, approximately six months prior to this disappearance, Bobby Jr. had filed a restraining order against his father. Against his own dad? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, allegedly, Bob had threatened to kill James- the Jameson family on two different occasions. Two? Two. <laughs> my god once in november of 2008 and then again in april of 2009 bobby jr had never really disclosed why his father had been so angry enough to kill his son and his whole family but bobby jr did mention that his father had hit him with his car in early november of 2008 what isn't that crazy? His dad hit him with a <laughs> his car. His dad hit him with a car. Oh my Girl. Gosh. Girl. Oof. Big oof. <laughs> yeah, he sounds kind of crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, hey. Um, but Bobby Jr. described his father to be a very dangerous man who thinks yeah. that he was above the law. And he had been involved in prostitution, gangs, and meth. Oh, okay. 
nice stand-up guy. All very compelling. All very compelling. Yeah. It gives a motive. So, no kidding. Bobby Jr. had clearly stated in this petition as well that his family and himself were terrified and hardly ever went a day without feeling terrified. On May 18th, 2009, the judge dismissed the restraining order, and at the same time, Bobby was attempting to also sue his father. The suing started after Bobby Jr. worked for his father at a gas station that he had owned, and he at times would work literally for free, and his father sometimes would even pull him out of school for this, where a portion of the sales would be promised to Bobby Jr., but was never paid. Hmm. So this could explain why the money may have been there. I don't know. Um, I'm just throwing thoughts out because I was thinking about this earlier. Maybe that could explain the $32,000. Maybe that was the father's. Maybe he put it there and then did something to them. I don't know. Maybe, but I feel like he wouldn't leave it there. He wouldn't leave it there. That's a good point. For the police to find? Yeah. Like, he would want that. Or if anything, if he, he would take it that there, and run with he would it. take it. He doesn't yeah. sound like a very good guy. Mm, very honest man. Very. Sound like it. it is a possibility, but according to the former sheriff, Israel Beecham, the two, Bobby Dell and Sherlin, were scammers after finding out that two the two had previously also sued three others in 2005 after a car accident. Oh, wow. I put in my, like, I put in my margin. What's up with all these car accidents? Yeah, that's a lot of car accidents. <laughs> yeah. A lot of suing. I feel like suing is, like, expensive and a great, it's expensive. Like, pro- um, process. Yeah, I was also going to say it's not something you can just do on a whim and just win it the next day. It's a long yeah. process. So, and while these were claims, the extended family had also claimed that Bob uh, Bob Dean was disturbed at the time, and they are pretty sure that he couldn't be capable of such acts. And these claims also came primarily from the brother of Bob and his uncle. So we don't know. It could be just you know, who knows. Um. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. One. I, I'm still stuck on. I'm stuck on. I'm stuck on that one. I'm just like I don't know. the The dad does seem really bad, but did he kill his own? Did he kill his own family? Like his own son? His own? Yeah, right. God and I'm um, sorry. Sherilyn. No, no, no. Oh, uh, his own granddaughter. Granddaughter. Yeah. Well, maybe. I hope not. But the. Mm, weirder thing is that Bobby's father ended up passing away in December of 2009. That's literally only a couple months after the family was dis- had disappeared. Now, they ruled Bobby's father's death as a natural cause, um, but again, we will never know because he is not with us. So Now, on to the next theory. The Jamesons have been murdered by a cult. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that one had to come. This claim was ushered by Connie, Sherlin's mother, who had some knowledge of a religious cult that was in southeastern Oklahoma. According to Connie, the cult had a hit list that Sherlin was listed on. <gasps> How did she end up on a cult's hit list? Well, to further this story, Sherlin's close friend, whose name I will not disclose because I can't tell if she really wanted her name out there, but had received an eerie phone call from an anonymous woman allegedly telling uh, Sherilyn's friend that she had been in a white supremacist cult in that area and had a book with a list of people Sherilyn was listed on. 
Now, the anonymous woman also shared she'd go home to look up these people on this list and found that all the people on that list were missing people. The defense wow. about this story, though, because <laughs> I'm like, your look on my, your look on your face is like, what the hell? Like, what is going on right now? Well, in the defense of this theory, officials report that there had been no call activity in the years around this time. And the woman that called Sherilyn's friend may have seen an episode um, that was spe- uh, that aired on Investigation Discovery about the family. And possibly this anonymous woman maybe have just tracked down the friend and prank called her. Now that it's a theory, we don't know, but... I could see That'd it. Be really fucked up. No, and it is. She prank called. If it was, if yeah. So we don't know. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. But about the cult. Yeah. That'd be a really fucked up. That would be call. really fucked up. <laughs> well, like the, jokes about a cult. Yeah. Well. I guess in the defense, I mean, I know Connie had said, you know, this happened, but at the same time, there is a good chance that maybe it did happen. There was a cult that had been active in Oklahoma for a number of years, and investigators claim that, you know, this may have not happened, but we don't know that. Yeah. How do we know for sure? I mean, we don't know anything with this case. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. And it just gives me chills. These missing persons cases are just something yeah. else. Everything that's ever unsolved is just, like, so So chilling, chilling. yeah. Now, the next and fifth theory is that the family may have had a interest in witchcraft. I thought you were going to say aliens. Aliens! aliens. Oh, fuck. That's not even one of my theories. That's a good one, though. Remember um, BuzzFeed, the spooky spooky boys, and the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are the aliens? Where are the aliens? Where are the aliens? (laughs) Witchcraft, Okay. Yeah, maybe. There had reportedly been a witch Bible found in the Jameson's home, which investigators checked the home and around that time that they had saw the footage. But Sherilyn's friend defended this assumption when she started, or sorry, when she shared that the two bought the book as a joke, which maybe, you know, I have many friends that, you know, like witchcraft and things like that so it's a good chance that maybe it was just a joke and they were just they bought it you know how like people buy ouija boards yeah maybe it's like that we don't know yeah maybe it was a joke yeah now the only reason this may seem a little weird though is because there was graffiti found on that storage container and the father who had also admitted to a priest that he was studying a satanic bible and that just sounds weird to me because I'm like, well, if he's studying a satanic Bible and then the mom is like, oh, like owning this witch Bible, but as a joke, I don't know. As a joke, but they also are Christian or Catholic. Yeah. Then how does that look? I don't know. In addition, notes written by Sherilyn also found that uh, she was kind of worried about her own house she would write these notes and they would say things like quote get out satan unquote oh <laughs> yeah that's just nothing well prior to this disappearance Sherilyn's mother reports that her daughter also was acting a bit strange for example in an incident had occurred when the two were in a car together going to oklahoma city Sherilyn just pulled over randomly and told her mother quote get out of my car, unquote. Just for no reason. For no reason. 
No, the mom literally got out the car. She was so terrified of her that she just got out the car and just didn't answer any questions. That's terrifying. Oh my God. Woo. Okay. I'm getting like, ooh, I'm getting like all nervous just reading this. I'm like, oh my God. Weirdly enough, the couple also reported to have ghosts in their own home. A pastor had even reported at a time when he received a call from Bobby asking how to, quote, get special bullets, unquote, to rid of the spirits that had lived on his roof. He's about to shoot some ghosts? Oof, I guess. I'm like Buffy the Impersonator. <laughs> ghost? Shoot a ghost? I guess maybe like rock solder or something. I don't know if that's a thing. I saw in Supernatural once, but I don't know. On the roof? Is he sure they're not like he said on. Uh, well, that's what I was thinking. Maybe he was seeing shadows or something of yeah, like animals. animals. Because on the roof? Yeah. Now, one thing I didn't mention in my notes was that it was found that, um, well, the parents did find that their daughter, Madison, was or had a uh, imaginary friend that she was talking to in the house. Mm, That's creepy. (sighs) Yeah. They're so creepy. Oh, my God. I never had an imaginary friend. So I don't under, I can't, I can't. I mean, I guess some people may have had imaginary friends when they were little, but I don't see. Let us know. Yeah, let us I know. I didn't really have any friends that had imaginary friends either. I didn't either. So that was a little weird. She'd just be seen talking in her room to just no one. And the parents then just saw that as a spirit that was demonic. So that's. Very I mean, in that case... Is there case, any, like, description of the imaginary friend, or... Nope. No, okay. Nope. She just, just had this imaginary, imaginary friend. friend. Okay. Yeah. Yep. No drawings. I know sometimes kids will draw, like, really creepy drawings of, like, their... Oh, friends. I see those in movies all the time, yeah, and they give me the freaks. Nope. No pictures. None that I at least found, so... Huh. <sighs> it's interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's hop on to the next theory. Drugs were the reason... And maybe the family had been involved in a drug deal gone wrong. That might also explain the money. We, I don't know. Huh. I know. <laughs> that just seems like a lot of, I don't know. That's a lot of money. Like, that is a lot $32, of money. $32,000 for, like, a drug deal. For like, a drug that's deal. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Like, and they what didn't are you using that for? Drugs in the car. They never found anything like they that. They brought their child to the. They drug brought their child. Well, and let let dog. me. Yeah. Well, that was my other point. So I'll go on. Although, again, maybe not. But the parents did bring their six-year-old Madison to you know that area. So why would they bring their six-year-old daughter to a drug deal? And especially after all these sources are strongly suggesting that they would never, you know, as parents, put their child through the some, something like this. Yeah, like put their daughter in harm's way. Yeah. But it's also weird because a lot of sources always still claim that the Jamiesons had also lost a lot of weight up until their disappearance. So... I mean, that could be a few things. Whether maybe just not having a healthy diet. That could be diet. That could be drugs. Mental health. Mental health. You know, mental health was a thing I was thinking about, too. You know, they were both on disability. Yeah, Yeah. maybe there was something going on there. Bipolar. Unfortunately. And the dad, not not the dad of Madison, but... um, what was his name? Uh, you're talking about Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. Bobby's dad was involved with meth. Right? He was. Uh, quote unquote involved with death. Yeah. 
What so? What meth? What meth? But it is that is a, that is a theory. Quote unquote involved with meth. So I mean, not to say that Bobby Jr. like is doing anything with meth, but like maybe he just I don't know. That's like literally my last theory. I kind of made this one up myself because I was like, maybe. And that was maybe they weren't on drugs, but maybe they witnessed a drug deal gone wrong and just were at the wrong place at the wrong time. Although officials claim that there were no signs of meth labs in the area or cults, we still don't know that. And that area does have a dark history um, of these happenings. So who's to say the family wasn't taken and later placed where they were later found? Remember where we were talking about how there were there was this big search party and no one yeah. found the bodies in that area? Maybe they were placed there. After. Maybe they're yeah, maybe they were taken and they were placed there later on. I mean Especially cuz they were all found face down. Face down. Next to each other. Mm-hmm. Like not even sp- like spewed out. No, nope, just yeah. Yep. Yeah, that does sound a little sus. sus yeah, a little suspicious for sure. Yikes. Well, and this was was this a forest was this was this like a national park so i i didn't even really go over that this area was kind of more mountainy so it had a lot of trees and wooded areas but it was more mountain it was kind of a forest yeah and so when i had said that in oklahoma there was um they were found on a dirt road it really was a dirt road so there was like an open area where there was just this truck sitting there and it was just out in the open so it just seemed weird when these hunters came across it and they're like what in the world's going on here i mean i'm sure a lot of hunters go through that area hunting throughout the year and you know i'm sure they thought little of it but when they had seen the dog initially it kind of makes sense you kind of think you know how did this all really happen or you know what really happened to this family it definitely doesn't seem like they planned on going missing though i don't think they did i think yeah that's Uh, like even the murder suicide too like um of course everything's on the table because we don't know mm -hmm. but it just doesn't sound like they planned for that today or else i feel like they would have left the dog that's what I'm saying. Or leave the daughter and the dog at home or have someone watch them if that was the case. I don't know. It's weird. In any in any case, I don't think they would have brought their daughter nor the dog to this area had they known they were going to have any troubles. So I personally think that the family was maybe murdered. I don't know. I feel like I'm leaning more towards um, definitely like foul play. Foul play was that was here, and I and that's what investigators say too. Exposure or some type of exposure, but just the way they were found does not seem like exposure to me. There's no way Mm -mm. that they all three of them would have all fell face down and like died at the same time. Thank you. Like there's no way. Yeah. Like normally, I mean, I would imagine. Um, the the daughter, this the child probably would be the first to go with her being so tiny and fragile, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there's like no way to me that the parents and her would all that just like just, doesn't make sense. Like I feel like there's definitely foul play and like forests and mountains are also very um known for that type of things too. Unfortunately, yeah, they yeah. are. And again, I'm with you there. I really think that something is in the works here that is just not something sinister it's just really lingering around this case and unfortunately you know all that to say 
To this day, there has been no official convicted suspects of the deaths of Bobby Sherlin. No suspects at all. Not one. The dad. Nope. Nope. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, Bobby Sherlin and Madison's deaths are still unsolved. And yeah, that is the chilling and disturbing disappearance of the Jameson family. <laughs> you should see the way she's looking at me. <laughs> I want answers. I want answers too. You know how frustrating it is to like sit at the coffee shop, re- like researching this and being like, "What? There, no one knows what happened." Like, I mean, ugh. God rest their souls. But <sighs> man, oh man. Mm, I know. No suspects besides the dad. Besides the dad, and, the and dad that, died. and that, da- the dad died shortly after they went missing. So there's no. There's and no he had, like no deathbed confession. Nope, nothing. Just unfortunately, just you know, this the son and the father just really ended on a bad note. Um, on that note too, Sherlyn unfortunately had a you know bipolar problem, and I don't want you guys to also think that that is any reason that someone would do something to harm themselves or their family there are a lot of people out there that are functional and they're doing great and they have you know a lot of things going on in their lives but it doesn't mean that you know murder is a reason so yeah wow well that takes us to the end of our second episode guys Woo! <laughs> I'm mad. Oh, I can't stop laughing. It's just that Brie is, like, looking at me, and she's like, I know that ain't the end of that story, girl. I'm like, yeah, girl, it's the end of the story. <laughs> I feel so unfulfilled. Unfulfilled. Well, like, imagine how the core... What was her name? Connie? Connie, yeah. Imagine how Connie feels. I know. Like, to not know what happened to your daughter and yeah, your and, family and, now they're, and your god and your... um granddaughter yeah and now you guys can go on a couple different you know uh search engines and see um documentaries about this family there are you know family members even there there's uh sherlyn's son colton who even talks about kind of like the family's disappearance and finding answers for this family um and it's really just it's just so sad seeing what this family had to go through at least the extended family understanding that this family had some problems here and there and unfortunately there's just so many different theories as to what happened to this family so but yeah 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 well i think we should go drink some some witch's brew <laughs> i think after this case that's needed i'm gonna need some witch's brew Woo. i know god rest their souls. souls yes well thank you more answers though i know i know i really wish there were more answers that's so well we'll we'll definitely keep you guys yeah we'll keep you guys up to date if anything ever does come about because you never know a lot of cases are solved later down the road so it's a possibility but until then we will see you guys when the light goes out (laughs) Woo!